Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from windswept, sunny, hot Southern California. Welcome in. Should I tell them why today's a a, a, a day of celebration, kids? Sure, why not? Um, look, it's not necessarily pandemic-induced, although the pandemic did allow more work from home. But uh, I ain't been in front of these mooks in, uh, in quite a while, but I can actually see the beautiful, kind, warm face of, Jason Stewart, and I'm kidding, that's John Ramos and Jason Stewart. Of course, it doesn't matter if I'm here or at my house or where I am. I still can't see Dan Byer's face, right? They, uh, we got a weird setup here. But good to be back. Uh, Vito's here. He's supposed to do the, the uh, imaging, imaging, right? That's where you take the funny and stupid things we say, uh, like our very well-regarded in the sports radio world, Mount Rushmore of, what was it? Sports radio... Uh, nothing going on topics. The uh, Mount Rushmore of lazy, unimaginative sports radio topics. Yeah, that got some play there. Uh, Jason Barrett's website. Jason Barrett, a former producer of mine, a friend of all of ours, who runs a it's like an inside the beltway sort of sort of thing, right? If you're a sports radio nerd, like we're sports radio nerds, you follow Jason Barrett. He picked up on it, and lots of my friends like that was hysterical. Yeah, that was a huge one for us because he's an industry guy. He's yes. like the inside industry guy. So a lot of our colleagues got to hear it. Right, right. And that's that's kind of where you make your mark. And, you know, between us, we have like 100 years of experience in radio. Like, no exaggeration. Seriously. So we were imparting our experience with that take. That's a great point. It's good. That's a great... How many years have you been doing this? I'm 25 in. I know John's around that. Yeah. Uh, buyer? Fire's working. Sorry. Fire actually does like, he has like multiple jobs and he's like, God, I hate you, Gottlieb. Why do you just call on me? Buyers, I think like, I think he's like 15 years. Buyer, 15 years of doing this? How many years have you been doing sports radio specifically? Us, uh, 18 years. 18 years. Yeah. 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 So I'm 20, like, actually 20 now that I think about it, 2002. Yeah. I mean, I, I first did fill in stuff when I was still in college as an athlete and then was fill in, but the first time I had a full-time radio show was 2002. So we're at 20 years as well. Like, that's crazy. You're right. So you're 25, 25 is 50, 20 and 20. We're not quite 100, so 90 years of combined experience. Not together, that would be weird and not a great show. <laughs> anyway, we're back to the gang's back together. We're actually kind of together at the Super Bowl, but that doesn't really matter either. Anyway. Uh, reminder, check out the latest science in World of Sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, just so you're aware, I told everyone on social media to hit the under on the Lakers regular season win total and hit the over, hit the over on the Warriors, hit the over on the Bulls. And if you listen to Daddy, you would right now be 
basically, like, you're, I think, like a win away from the Bulls hitting the over already. The Bulls was like 41 and a half. So, basically, we did call it. And speaking of lines on Better Sportsbook, I looked last night. The Lakers were a two and a half point favorite at home to the New Orleans Pelicans, who are without their young star, Zion Williamson, who we don't know if he actually wants to play with the team, if he communicates with anybody, any of that stuff. And what happened? To say the Lakers got their asses kicked is to say somebody got their asses kicked in the nicest possible way. They got run out of their own building. They got booed on their own home floor. And then they start getting chippy with their own fans. I have never seen. This is the Lakers. The Lakers are different than pretty much any other organization. It just is. Okay. It's at the top. It's really kind of a mom and pop shop. Um, and yet they've been able to either sustain winning or figure out the next star to bring in time and time and time again. And LeBron came to LA after the worst five-year stretch in the history of the LA Lakers. So it wasn't like he took over a sterling franchise that all he had to do was play and you win. He took it at rock bottom. And two years in, they win the title. And since, they lost to Phoenix. And now, this season is an abject disaster where it's become finger-pointing fest. And I love this part. This is my favorite part of the whole thing. So, LeBron's supposedly mad at a writer named Bill Oram. Covers the team. He was on with us last week. He was just on with Cowherd. Right? And he was, he was he's upset because... Bill Oram wrote that it's the beginnings of a war between Rich Paul and Rob Palinka. Rich Paul is the agent and friend of LeBron James, who represents half the team, and Rob Palinka is the GM of said team. And of course, the Lakers and Rich Paul and Clutch Sports just put out a statement. We got no issues with them. They got no issues with us. Then um, why'd you have a two-hour meeting? After the story came out, because everyone who has no issues with one another has to have a two hour meeting because you really have no issues. You know what you do? Hey, we good. Yeah, we're good. Okay. That's how it works. Right. Like when buyer gets on to me because I ask him, I, I interrupt him when he's actually working. And then we talk during the break. I'm like, are you good? I'm good. That's it. But when you really have a problem, you know what you have to do? You have to sit down, hash it out, two hour meeting. This thing is a dumpster fire. Holy criminy. So here's um, LeBron James was booed last night. And I I have an opinion on on LeBron and the Lakers. I'm going to share with you. And I think it's going to tell you all you need to know. But let me first let here's LeBron on whether or not his knee injury impacted the number of turnovers he had. Played pretty bad tonight. Had some horrible turnovers. Seven turnovers? Yeah. Probably about four of them was pretty bad. Uh, the other three was just wrong, bad connections. But um, yeah, I could have been a lot better for sure. But no, nah, I don't think it's affecting my play. Okay. I'm not like that offering no excuses. I didn't play well tonight. LeBron said this about the next month of games. Right now it's about how we can get better today. I mean, we got a tough stretch with Dallas. Um, Clippers again Thursday, then Golden State on Saturday. So, and we still got we got ten home, uh, ten road games this month or March of March. So, it don't get easier for us. 
Here's Russell Westbrook in exchange with Bill Orem after the game regarding the booze. Does the booing, like, you know, pretty pretty loud, especially at the end of the game, does that stick with you? Like, how do, how do you handle like, nah, that? Like, nah. you don't take that home with you? For, take it home? For what? I don't think about it. Take it home. Man, well, I got three beautiful kids at my house. My wife, I ain't taking it home. They take their boo and they, they take their ass home. <laughs> I ain't worried about that. Doesn't bother me none, man. That's the part, and I'm not really worried about it um, at all. And that's how I deal with it. So I'm not, you know, I can it, it roll off my shoulder. I go home. But as for our team, I have to think it's something that you got to deal with and kind of move forward. So, um, look, I, I love Russ's approach to it. I thought it was a fair question. I'm not sure he took it in the context in which you in the in the way in which it was desired like you know he got a little defense like take it home what do you mean the idea is like how do you process that like you came home to los angeles you grew up in la you grew up dreaming of being kobe bryant and winning titles you're a jordan brand guy you come back you do all these good works off the court you played at ucla you've never offered a, a negative word about los angeles and you're struggling and they're booing you, right? And, and by the way, I've never really understood the booing from home fans, but it is part of the arrogance of Laker fans. They expect more. And I don't think it's wrong to expect greater effort than they gave last night. I think that's really what the booing is more about. There's just some things that are just terrible effort and just bad play. Like, you miss shots, you miss shots. Gonna happen. Guy makes a shot with a hand in your face, gonna happen. But man, they looked like a disconnected mess. And do you know who LeBron James has to blame for this? LeBron James. And you could sit here and go like, well, you're a LeBron James hater. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. The, the way sports media has turned and changed, it's, it's one or the other. And the truth with most anything is in the middle. It just is. LeBron James is a great, great player. Okay, great player. Uh, an all-time great player. I don't believe he's the greatest player ever. I believe he's right there in any discussion with the all-time greats. And I could nitpick and try and find ways to, but the point is, I'm not going to dispute that in the 100 years or 75 years of the NBA, with all the guys that have played, he has been consistently one of the 20 best players. Yes, I said 20 best. Right now, he's one of the 20 best. He's not one of the five best. Look, you're raw. You're a hater. Like, really? He's better than Jokic? He's better than Giannis? Hey, he's better than those guys right now? No. He's better than Embiid? No. Was he better than Durant when Durant was healthy? No. I would say he's not better. Luka didn't play well last night in a comeback win, but he's not better than Luka at this point in time in his career. Right? Like, we go through and we go like... He's not better than Steph, and even when Steph doesn't shoot the ball well, he's not better. But he's still, at 17 years, or what is it, 19 years in the league, he's still one of, on any night, he can be the best player in the league. And most nights, he's one of the 10 or 50. He's one of the 20 best players in the league. Without getting into the argument of, is he four or is he seven? That's stupid. That's Mount Rushmore Sports Radio. Let's do the rankings of LeBron James in the NBA. I'm going to open up phone lines. Triple H say, you know, like, no, I'm not going to do that. So he's an all-time great player. But LeBron James wanted to have, wanted to come to L.A. L.A. was his only destination. That was where he wanted to go. He wanted to raise his family. He wants to do movies. He wanted to expand his brand. Okay? This is, honestly, no different than the Chargers. It's no different. 
it's really hard for a fan to grow up or to spend 15 years and you're the enemy. You're the rival. And oh yeah, by the way, the guy that preceded you, who tragically passed away, you know, before we really got to experience the, the next step in Kobe's life where Kobe seemed to have, finally have life figured out. Kobe Bryant was not perfect. I didn't even love the way Kobe played. But Kobe is the opposite of LeBron in that okay, Kobe never left. He may have wanted to leave once upon a time, but he never left. Okay? And I understand that LeBron would say, like, if you ask LeBron, like, dude, he was selfish. I'm unselfish. Why don't people like me more? But what the infatuation with Kobe was over his focus, his will, how, how he purported himself late in his career in terms of his work ethic. But more than anything, you're seen as a mercenary. He's seen as a Laker. You play for the Lakers. He is a Laker. You play for the Lakers. Magic Johnson is a Laker. Right? That's really where we are. And so it's already difficult for Laker fans to embrace a guy who they used to they used to root against. Now we got to root for him. Now he's not performing. And Russell Westbrook is his hand-picked teammate. Whatever you want to say about Anthony Davis, who, when he's healthy, is a great player. Wasn't playing well before he was hurt this time. But Anthony Davis was his hand-picked teammate. You pick these guys, right? This is going to a restaurant and saying, no, 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 no. Here's how I want it made. I want the steak medium rare. I want the asparagus spears. I want the salad. I want pepper on the salad. I want extra pepper on the salad. They come and put the pepper. I want a little bit more. I want a drink. I want just, and then you eat the meal and you're like, you know, that's not nearly as, I didn't like the meal. Who do you have to blame? Who do you have to blame? And this, again, is really not a... And as much as LeBron is to blame for it, it's not, he's not solely to blame for it. It's not all on him, right? Westbrook's been a mess. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. I don't think Frank Vogel has done the best job. On the other hand, he's, he's dealt a bad hand of cards. Rob Palenka screwed this thing up when they didn't get Kyle Lowry last year, and then he let Caruso walk. Some of, it, some of the blood is on the hands of Palenka. And, and then... Um, and, and frankly, Jeannie should have seen all of this coming. This is the way it goes with LeBron. It goes well until it doesn't. And when it doesn't, everyone else is to blame except for LeBron. And then he leaves town. Right? That, that's what happens. All the credit, none of the blame, leaves town. Don't believe me? Why do you leave Cleveland? Well, they couldn't put a good enough team around him. So he left. Went to Miami where they won two, four NBA finals, but at the end, wasn't home. They, 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 it seemed to have topped out. They seemed to have worn out. And the reason they didn't win the title in the last year was, Bosh wasn't good enough. Wade was good. Never a mention of LeBron. He goes to Cleveland. Right? They come back. They win. It's miraculous. They celebrate. And then Golden State gets better than them. Golden State beats them like a drum. And instead of, 
recruiting better players and building it in his hometown or home area, he leaves. Why? It's their fault. They couldn't put the right team around me. I didn't have a good enough team. Now he goes to the Lakers. It's the same thing. Look, we as a country, we struggle with accountability. Nobody likes being told it's their fault, but it's their, it's our fault. Right? It just is. And he's not solely the blame, but this is this is how it's going to go with LeBron. He's going to leave. Hey, all that stuff you heard is more true than untrue. He does want to play with Bronny. It did show everybody in that locker room that his focus is on his points and where because he doesn't think this team is any good. And when your best player is worried about his standing all time in scoring and what his future looks like a year and a half from now. You think they're going to buy into fixing it now? There wasn't one discussion. There wasn't one article that came out about the All-Star break where LeBron James like, hey, my sole focus is to fix this Laker team and get this Lakers team back to the NBA Finals. We can win another championship. Did you ever hear that once? No. No. And so when your best player, when the guy who handpicks his teammates is focused on the future, is focused on scoring, is focused on legacy, focused on, hey man, never close the door at Cleveland. And then he returns to a locker room where Russell Westbrook, who he handpicked, and he's already out on Westbrook. Think about this. Think about what it feels like to be Russell Westbrook. It's one thing for fans to boo. Nobody, they don't, no, these guys don't care about the fans. They don't really respect the fans. They think they're idiots. And most of them, frankly, are. Okay. But when your teammate, when a guy who's viewed as, if not the greatest, one of the greatest players in the NBA, recruits you to come to his team in your hometown, and then three or four months in, behind your back, goes to the, goes to the GM and says, hey, let's trade him for John Wall, who is so well-regarded in Houston that they pay him $40-plus million to not play. We would rather have John Wall, who hasn't played a minute in the NBA this year, than you. How do you think Russell Westbrook's going to feel about the team? How do you think all those other guys who know they are just assets to be moved to, until LeBron James finds who he thinks is worthy of playing with? All of these things come back on LeBron. They just do. It doesn't make him a horrible human being. It doesn't make him the worst teammate ever. It just makes him accountable for what has happened to a Laker team that two years ago won an NBA title and nobody seems to care. And LeBron's going to leave town as a guy who came in, won a championship, but was on the Lakers, not really a Laker. That's how it's going to go. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. <laughs> Derek Jeter stepped down today. This is an awesome day. Right? So here's the thing about Derek Jeter stepping down as the CEO of the Marlins. Um, it didn't really make sense that Derek Jeter was running the Marlins to begin with. Because anybody who paid attention, it's not like Derek Jeter wasn't a great player. But he wasn't really into, well, baseball, to be totally honest. Like, he loved playing baseball, but not like baseball. I don't know if you guys listen to Derek Jeter throughout 
his career, especially at the end of his career, which, by the way, is the it's the all-time uh, producer win radio show loss, right? And this is a this is a true one. Byer can speak. To this. Jason Stewart can absolutely speak to this because he's done this for twenty five years. Um, when I was at ESPN and ESPN, and do we? I don't do. I'm sure we do this as well. We would send out a guest list every day, right? And the producers, Scott Shapiro, who's my our boss now, was the producer of Mike and Mike. Now it wasn't a fair fight, right? Because it, yes, Scotty did the best job of getting the best guest. But it was also helped out by the fact that we pushed all the the best guests to that show. So, you know, every once in a while you read the rundown, you're like, dude, you know, who do they got on today? Well, I got uh, President George Bush and I got, you know, Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and, you know, Alex Rodriguez. Like it just guest upon guest. Anyway, for a producer, like producer porn is... Book Derek Jeter, top that one. Here's the problem. You guys remember that time Derek Jeter said that one thing? No, you know why? Derek Jeter never said nothing to nobody. Nothing. Zero. He's in the conversation of worst superstar interviews ever. I know I had him on. He was plenty nice. He would talk about whatever he wanted, but there was nothing controversial ever. But when Derek Jeter did do radio interviews... He was sure to point out that when he had his off day, he wasn't watching baseball. That wasn't a guy that could quote you chapter and verse. We got a kid in double A. He can really put the put put some wood to the baseball, right? Oh, there's this kid in the Rangers organization. Okay. He's in high A. He's out in Modesto. And he throws like that's not Derek Jeter. When Derek Jeter was off the clock, he was off the clock. He was a superstar in New York. He dated starlets, stayed single, <coughs> stayed free of controversy. He did his thing, but he was not into baseball. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. It worked for him. I'm sure had he been into baseball more, it would have worn him out. And he would become tired of trade talks and is Jeter done. And he didn't move over from shortstop when Alex Rodriguez came back and all the ups and downs of the Yankees at the end of his run as a Yankee. He, he didn't want to be general manager. He didn't want to tell them who to pick, who to sign. He just, I'm going to show up, put me in the lineup. You know where I want to be. I'm wearing number two. I'm playing shortstop. I'll see you at 3.30. Right? That was it. So when he took up the CEO of the Miami Marlins, that was one of those, we got Jeter, like, congrats? Then he fired everybody. And now, a couple years later, he walks away and he had 4% ownership, which I'm sure they'll buy him out, which will be, it was worth $40 million, which means he'll probably get, you know, $60, 65000000 million. Today is supposed to be the day where the owners and the Players Association come together, find some sort of middle ground agreement so we can have Major League Baseball, and Derek Jeter's out of the sport. I said, wow. It didn't fit, didn't make sense to begin with. It's not really what he needs to do. And, of course, all of us who follow Derek Jeter, the only question we want to know is, do the Marlins get that gift bag? Ramos, you know the story with that, right? I do, unfortunately, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, it's a class move. Class move. Derek Jeter, supposedly, that was the story, was 
you know, you'd come and stay the night with Jeter and then you'd wake up in the morning and he'd be gone and there'd be this really nice gift bag and a, and a car service to take you anywhere you wanted to go. What do you, um, I, th- I heard Bob Costas say once that he would, uh, he would just like write all the best to somebody. All the best. Bob, like all the best was just something he wrote to somebody he just met at a Barnes and Noble or, that was his a, thing. or someone in prison who wanted his autograph. It was all the best. All the best. All the best. <laughs> you wonder Derek if Derek Jeter. Jeter would, would add a little note like that, like not, not impersonal, but not personal at all. I like the fact that in his, in his uh, social media post, it read that the organization was not headed in the direction that he wanted to be a part of. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> Again, it's like, wait a second. You picked the groceries. You didn't like how uh, the meal was coming together. Like, who else are we here? This is the same thing. It's no real accountability for it. It's interesting that you said that about uh, Derek Jeter as a radio interview. He's not great. I've always asked myself this. Maybe you know this. The Tiger Woods of the world and the Derek Jeters of the world, the guys that just aren't very available, and when you get them, they're a big coup, right? Right. Are they are they boring on purpose, or are they boring people? Um, I think they have to be boring on purpose. I get them. I be- tend to think that be- because here's the thing: like, look, Derek Jeter's a good-looking guy, and he's a superstar athlete, right? Which makes you a little bit better looking, makes you a little bit more charming. But there's no way. No way he would have that sort of pull, that sort of magnetism, if not. It's like Bill Belichick. Like, you guys do realize that Bill Belichick, when the microphone's off, when he's just around the guys, like, he's awesome. You can't, again, we're we're all in the people business, and he wouldn't be that well regarded. Like, Tiger Woods, do I think Tiger Woods is still kind of a a nerd from, from North Orange County, you know, that went to Stanford? Sure. But I'm guessing Tiger's got a little bit more swag than he lets in on. And Dan Patrick has probably been the best ever at pulling that out of him. Right? There's a, a, a respect there for Dan. He once, um, they once joked about betting on golf against each other. And Dan asked him, how much would, you know, how much would you, would you, would, would you lay down against me, you know, give me strokes in golf? And Tiger's response was, I believe, however much makes you nervous. Right? Which is a great line and accurate and accurate, but you can, it's like Tom Brady, like Tom Brady, it feels like he's a dork nerd, doesn't say much, but there's no way that in a locker room of 52 other dudes, he doesn't have a alter alter ego that where he's just one of the fellas. You can't survive in sports that way. It's an interesting decision to not be interesting, right? <laughs> Dr. Robert 333 says all the best, fellas. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> right. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Dan. Um, this is really interesting. I, it's funny. We, all do, we do the hockey reads, right? And we give hockey scores. D- Dan, I'm, I'm, and I'm not, I don't, I did not know this. I looked it up. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, do you know who's even good in the National Hockey League? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers are good. Uh, Capitals are good. Um, the Kings are starting to become good. I heard the Kings are. Somebody told me the Kings are good, so yeah. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, they actually are pretty good. The Calgary, Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames. Yeah, they lead their division. The Canadians are god awful. The Canadians are just atrocious. Why? I don't know. I they won five in a row. By the way, Montreal. Well, they uh, they made it to the Stanley Cup final. Remember? Uh, no, I don't. 
No, I'm seriously. Oh. I don't. Yeah. Like it's it's nuts how little anybody cares or pays attention. Now, hockey guy is super in, but the rest of us like, yeah, I didn't even know. It's just a weird place. And I, I do wonder, I don't think baseball will get to that place, but man, just telling you, you guys need to figure this thing out. Need to figure it out. Um, need to figure it out. Missing games again would be really, really bad, especially when all the mask mandates are going away, which means people will be out in parks. Have we seen if college basketball and the NBA is a guide and, and the NFL, people want to be back in stadiums, want to, want to spend some money, want to get out. They've been inside for two years. Hey, Major League Baseball, figure it out. Figure it out quick because the spring is coming and the masks are gone and you could have full stadiums and cold beer flowing, or you could sit here and argue and you know over protecting protecting all your money. And and again, I'm not I'm not going Jeff Passan and simply scorched earth and blaming the owners solely. Like the players got to be reasonable as well. Like owners want to make money on their teams. And I I hate this whole like well yeah they lose money on cash but they make money on the value of the team. Like look if you're a billionaire and you this is your major investment, I don't want to have to sell my team to make money. I don't want to have to. I want to own my team. And why? Why is that so hard to understand? I want to do both. Every there's. This is what I I tell people all the time. When when I recommend somebody else for a job that I do, like I have friends in sports radio, I think should be elevated. They're really good. They're like, well, are you going to do that? that? That could hurt you. Hey man, there's enough steak to go around. Enough meat to go around. We can all eat. Plenty of money for Major League Baseball. You guys figure it out. Don't don't anybody leave the table until the deal gets done today. That, that's my I don't even care about rookie pool second year when you get arbitration eligible like you guys figure it out. Everybody's going to take a loop of an L and then everybody's going to take a W because you're going to have baseball games on and full stadiums. And full stadiums. And it's not the only reason that hockey is like dead across the board and nobody cares. And when I say nobody, I don't mean hockey fan. I mean, nobody else. But it didn't help. It really didn't help. Wild weekend in college basketball. Basically, here's your college basketball uh, update on the weekend. Everybody lost. Except for Wisconsin, they beat Rutgers on the road. Everybody else lost. That's it. There's your update. Good? Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21, present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. To play gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, wait. Everybody who's on the road lost. Everybody's at home won. But all the best teams were on the road, so they all lost, except for Wisconsin. They won. Good. Good. Uh, what do we got next? We got, uh, ooh, ooh, Dan Beyer has... The reason he hasn't been able to join us is he he knew I was here, so he put together an unbelievable game. Unbelievable game. Is it a big deal or a little deal? Or no deal? You'll find out next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I, I, I need like 30 seconds on this Hugh Jackson thing upcoming, but not right now. Right now, it's all about Dan Beyer and our game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Trader. Game time brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their business. And for us weekend Joes, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That is HustlerTurf.com. Dan Byer, what's the game? Doug, the game today is... 
Big deal, little deal, no deal. All right, big deal, little deal, or no deal that FIFA has suspended Russia from competing in World Cup competitions following the country's invasion of Ukraine. I mean, are they any good anyway? <laughs> well, I mean, Putin I mean, loves to brag about sports. So there I is. Like, I am judo. I throw guys down in judo. There is something to that. Here's what's crazy. There are soccer teams which aren't any good. There are basketball teams which aren't any good since, you know, Lithuania left. Right? That was where all the players were. Uh, Those teams don't get to compete. The ice skater who was doping in 15 years old, she got to compete. The world makes no sense to me. Um, Good. I mean, fine. Whatever. Like, anything in any way connection with Russia, shut it down, and eventually maybe there'll be the political pressure to, to get some retreat out of it. I, 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 you know, fighting a war without bullets is many times the smartest way to fight it. And I, I do like that move. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that the Raiders and Jaguars will kick off the 2022 NFL season by playing in the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio on August 4th. Um, No deal. You don't want Raiders, Jaguars to, uh, to I mean, wet get it out that of the NFL way. appetite? Can, can, we get every, can, can that be credit for every Jaguar game on national TV all year? <laughs> like, <laughs> We're just going to, like, this is all in. I don't care. That's no big deal. All right. No deal. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that the Dolphins reportedly wanted to strike deals to pair Sean Payton and Tom Brady together in 2022. That's a big deal. I like it. I like the way you're thinking there, right? I also love the idea, like, we're totally in on Tua. Unless we get Deshaun Watson or Tom Brady or, um, I don't know, anybody, really. Otherwise, completely in on Tua Tungavailoa. Enormous deal, big deal, little deal, or no deal that the Buccaneers' creamsicles will be back in 2023. Um, It is an enormous deal. Yes, it is. Because, one, they're awesome, and, two, the team is going to suck at the level (laughs) of those old creamsicle teams. Did you see their, like, their... 28-year-old right guard just retired out of, out of yes. nowhere. So let's get this straight. Uh, did Gronk say he's done or is he coming back? Where, where are we on Gronk? He's, we don't know yet, but so he's, he's likely done. done. He's, he's done, yeah. right? Gronk's done. Brady's done. Um, and Godwin's got the injury. Godwin's coming off back. the ACL. Antonio Brown's obviously not with them anymore. Like, wow. That, that's going to be a kind of a different looking football team. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that Ben Simmons may need a little longer to return to action and may miss the March 10th game in Philadelphia. Oh, it just so happens. March 11th, good to go. Little deal, (laughs) knew that was coming. Uh, Finally, Doug, big deal, little deal, or no deal that Gonzaga remains number one in the AP Top 25 College Hoops poll despite their loss at St. Mary's on Saturday. Uh, It's a little deal, but one that I'm not sure makes a ton of sense, right? Like... I think Gonzaga's good. I don't think they're the number one team in the country. And um, that was a game which they never led. They weren't really in. Um, yeah, I'm, not sure who you re- I'm not sure who you reward. You probably reward Wisconsin. I mean, I, I would Remember, you know, Duke did Duke win. Won. Yeah. yeah, Duke won. And they Killed played at Syracuse, Syracuse yep. who is awful. Syracuse is awful. I, it just awful. Um, yes, Duke would be fine at number one, but whatever. Nobody and ba- Baylor with their win at uh, at, home at home against number five Kansas. Yeah, but didn't up they did they three. lose earlier in the week? I'm trying to think. I think they lost earlier in the week. So it's you know. Well, they jumped from ten to three. So I don't I don't think that they lost, but they they are not again, the number, all the weeks, they are not the third best team in the country. All the weeks men together. Yeah, that's game time. 
That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Now, they beat Oklahoma State by two earlier in the week. But they play Texas tonight, which means they'll probably lose and they'll drop back down. Then they play Iowa State and they'll probably win. So, um, um, Adam Schefter, I mean, Kyler Murray's agent. I mean, Kyler Murray had something to say today. Next in the Doug Gottlieb Show.